Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks, Solomon, brandy, raggedy, Andy, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, home free. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Another exciting week, another exciting episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Excitement is in the air. Right. Jordan, you know why excitement is in the air? Uh, because we're in a space battle. Uh, that's true. That's the first reason. Absolutely <laughs> correct. That's a combination of excitement and uh, singed space air. Right. Uh, or non-air. Mm-hmm. Whatever they have in space. We are in the middle of a space battle. That's the point. That's the point, yeah. Um, That's reason number one. Reason number two. Do you know what reason number two is? High five contest? Yes! High five contest. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, uh, Jordan Jesse Go and Sound of Young America listener named Aaron from Canada started a Sound of Young America Flickr group. Okay, Flickr is a photo sharing website. You're familiar with Flickr? It's like the YouTube of photos. It's the YouTube of photos. Web 2.0, access on demand, something, something, something. Sure. Um, Oh, also social networking. Exactly. Tagging. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something. Uh, So Aaron started a Flickr group, but we didn't know what to put on it. I mean, Aaron and I. Aaron was like, I want to start a Flickr group. I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. Start it. And then he's like, what should we put on it? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. I'll send you these 12 pictures I have of the Sound of Young America, but we got to think of something else to put on there. We need like a project. It's kind of a tall order to make a a purely visual thing of a a radio Of a radio program. Exactly. So I, I had a brainstorm. Uh, about six months ago on the Sound of Young America blog, we had the Listener Appreciation Month. We had contests every weekday for an entire month and gave away all kinds of cool stuff. One of the contests was you had to high-five a coworker and take a picture of it to enter. And I posted the pictures on a blog. Now, I, when I say this was a rousing success, I don't know. I didn't, nobody emailed me about it or anything. But I felt really good about it. Those were some because, great high five picks. Yeah, because people send high five to coworker, which is you know you don't always do, and uh, they send in picks, and I put them up on the blog, and I thought that was really kick ass. Yeah, I mean, if you can't actually be high fiving, looking at a picture of someone high fiving is is surprisingly fun. Yeah, exactly. Let's say you're like me, and you're just a lonely nerd who sits in his house all day surfing the internet. This is this is like making a social connection with people in some way. Yeah, And let's say that you could add as a Flickr friend the person that you uh, saw a picture of them high-fiving someone else. Well, that is almost like having a real friend. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you'll be, uh, you'll be out and about in no time. So we are having a Sound of Young America high-five picture contest. Here's the deal with the contest. You have to sign up, uh, sign up for our Flickr group. Uh, the web address is Flickr.com. That's spelled F-L-I-C-K-R.com slash groups slash Maximum Fun Picks, or you can find it in our uh, Sound of Young America forum at MaximumFun.org or in the sidebar of the Sound of Young America blog at MaximumFun.org. There's a lot of easy ways to find it. Um, So sign up for the group. Start posting pictures of yourself high-fiving other people, okay? Each picture is worth one point. 
unless there are bonus points involved. And this is where it gets exciting in my mind. I mean, a picture, taking a picture of yourself high-fiving, it's great, uh, but I'm, you know, hope you probably have a roommate or a family member close by that you can pretty easily get a picture with. So we wanted to uh, reward people who go that extra mile. Exactly. And the number one, first of all, the, the number one rule is you can, only, you can only get new points for a new person in the picture or a completely different place. So if you're high-fiving your best friend, you can get one point for high-fiving your best friend in your house, one point for high-fiving your best friend on the streets of Los Angeles, one point for high-fiving your best friend in Scottsdale. That's three points. But you can't just say, like, oh, here's me in my living room, here's me in my kitchen, here's me and him in my bedroom or whatever. That's not extra points. Yeah, that's cheating. That's Come on. baloney. Give me a break. Use, exercise some discretion here right. is what I'm saying, folks. And I'll just disqualify anyone I want to at any time because I'm the boss <laughs> of the contest. Um, now, here are how you can get some bonus points. And really what you're looking tr- – optimally, you're going to try and get bonus points. Number one, and this is probably the easiest one to do, uh, you can do it in any high-five situation, is airborne high-five. So if we can see that you're off the ground – and somebody asked me, well, what if, what if you can't see your feet are off the ground? Somebody sent in a picture like that. That's fine. If I can tell you're off the ground... You can tell when someone's off the ground. It's, it's not, we're not going to be fussy about it. You get that airborne look on your face. Mm-hmm. So that's acceptable. That's number one. Uh, that's one bonus point if you're off the ground. Uh, one bonus point if you were in front of a monument or major tourist attraction. So that could be like uh, a bonus point for doing it at Fisherman's Wharf, for example. Or the Gateway Arch. Or Carlsbad Caverns. Or how about this? Those dinosaurs uh, that are in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You know <laughs> also, those dinosaurs? the wizard with it, Fred Savage. <laughs> oh, are they in that Yeah, too? they fe- they have play a prominent part in the, the wizard. It, or Fred Savage, if you're in front of if Fred he, Savage. Right. <laughs> if you find Fred Savage and take a picture in front of him. Uh, so that's a bonus point. This is, there's a bonus point that's I mean, really... If you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of... T- I know, you know, we live in Los yeah. Angeles, so we could just go to Grauman's and then, you know, yeah. in front of something else. Every place has a tourist attraction, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so whatever your, whatever the most famous place in your town is, if we don't know, please explain yeah. why. Yeah, and in fact, I would say that the explanation is going to be at least as fun as it would yeah. be if we saw a quote-unquote real tourist attraction. Yeah, for instance, if it was uh, the Denny's where those two guys got in the fight that one time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah there's I'll, nothing more famous in your town. I'd accept that unless you came from a place where there were actual tourist attractions, in which case I would not accept that yeah but if you're from you know butte yeah butte montana there's probably real there's probably like national parks right by butte, oh yeah montana. that's true anyway we would but we digress yeah. use your discretion or i will use mine that's mm-hmm. the threat that i offer you uh if you're from riverside california maybe exactly. i should say yeah there's a special there's a special form of photograph that you're passionate about, Jordan. Uh, yes, uh, I I've recently fallen more in love with the Polaroid. So if you can do all these on Polaroid, one point each for each one that's a Polaroid. Uh, it has that charming yellowing, just yeah. a little tinge of yellow. I feel makes me look extra good. Yeah, I look great in a Polaroid, I think, but maybe not so much in digital. real life. Yes, <laughs> um, and yeah, you're gonna have to scan that in. But that's the extra work that you have to yeah, do to get, get the bonus point. Extra points. Okay. Uh, if you're high-fiving a coworker, this goes back to the roots of the contest, mm-hmm. the, the classic version. I think it's great to high-five coworkers because usually you have this kind of cordial relationship right. with them. It's better to kick it up to an awesome relationship mm-hmm. with them. Okay. Uh, a celebrity. 
And again, this is a li- this is a little bit like the monument situation. Mm-hmm. Some people live in Los Angeles. If you're like us, you live in Los Angeles. Well, sure, we're out to lunch with Harrison Ford. We're going to the movies with uh, you know somebody from Grey's Anatomy. You know what I'm talking about? We live in this celebrity lifestyle. Yeah, right. We're hanging with Mr. Cooper, Coop, Mr. Cooper, <laughs> and also K Fed. <laughs> um. But there are probably celebrities where you live, right? Like the mayor, for example. Yeah, the mayor, um, that guy who has three snakes. Yeah, exactly. The guy who has a and. But I want to make this clear: that is not an invitation for you to just claim that your weirdest friend is a celebrity. It has to be an actual celebrity where you live. So if it's the guy with the guy with a stump for an arm who works at the liquor store, and you live in a really small town, and everybody's always talking about the guy with a stump for an arm, that counts. Okay, but if it's just a guy you know who's kind of weird, and you're claiming he's a celebrity <laughs> in a in a stupid attempt to get an extra bonus point, that's baloney. I'm kicking you out. Extra points for high fiving a stump. Yes. If so, if, or if you can get two guys with stump arms to touch stumps. Absolutely. That that counts. That counts double. Um, so celebrities, a child or a baby mm-hmm. is worth an extra point, and maybe let's say the cutoff is. 11. Yeah, 11. I think that's a perfect cutoff. It turns into a teen or a preteen yeah. after that. Nobody yeah, wants to talk to a teen. I don't want to see a picture of a teen, really. No, nobody wants to look at a teen. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of sort of along the same lines as a child, uh, an animal or pet. Right. If your animal or pet can high-five, like, say, a dog could potentially high-five, mm-hmm. he can shake hands, right? So why couldn't he high five? Mm-hmm. Or a, if you get your snake to blast its head against your hand, <laughs> uh, a, a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. If you have a chimpanzee or an orangutan, kinkajou, a kinkajou, which is not an animal, a kukuru, which a is kinkajou a kinkajou is an animal. A kinkajou is not an animal. It's totally an animal. That's just a look character up from Pokemon. No, or that's something. The, look up kinkajou right now. Paris Hilton How do you spell had one. Kinkajou? I don't know, but it's an animal. Kinkachu. Kinkajou. 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 Holy mackerel, it's a real animal. Looks kind of like a lemur. Yeah, it's like it's in that family. It's that kind of long-tailed rodent. Okay, three bonus points if you take a picture of yourself. High, high, no, five bonus points if, you're, if it's a kinkajou specifically. Right. Um, and uh, that's it. So those are, the, those are the things you can get bonus points for, just to go over them. If you're airborne, if you're in front of a tourist attraction, if it's a Polaroid, if it's a co-worker, a celebrity, a child or a baby, 11 and under, or an animal with five bonus points if it's a kinkajou, which may or may not even be a real animal, I'm still not convinced even though I'm looking at a picture of one right now. Now you're asking me, well, what will I get in exchange if I enter this contest? Uh, there are prizes. Top three Get free Sound of Young America t-shirts. Pretty good. Not bad. A $17 value? A $17 value, $16 value, but it's really like a $25 value. I sell it for less because I want people to, to wear to them, get wear them sure. and, and get some pleasure out of them. Uh, you also get the DVD compilation SCTV, The Best of the Early Years, which is a what? Like a several a dollar value? $50 thing, yeah, right? Yeah, $50, $50 $30, $30, I don't know, something like that. That's for the top winner. We're talking about the top winner. So top three get t-shirts. The number one winner gets the SCTV DVD compilation. And thanks to our friends at sneakmove.com, and I say our friends, I don't, they just posted about how they like the idea of a high five content, content uh, concept. They just posted about how they like the idea of a high five contest on their blog, and then I emailed them, and I was like, yeah, let's totally do it. 
they offered, they like the idea so much, they offered a Stephen Colbert t-shirt that they sell there at thesneakmove.com, which has um, a picture of uh, Stephen Colbert and George Bush, and they say, uh, we're not brainiacs on the nerd patrol. It says on the T-shirt. <laughs> Sounds like a good T-shirt. It's a great T-shirt. I mean, it's very stylish. It's the kind. It's for a T-shirt that features a nerd icon. Extremely stylish T-shirt. This is a T-shirt you would not be embarrassed to wear to a cool party. Um, and uh, they're also offering some CDs. And you know what? If you keep an eye on the blog, keep an eye on the uh, forums post about this. I'll probably add some prizes because people just send me this stuff that I don't know what to do with. So, and I just find stuff around my house sometimes that I want to get rid of. <laughs> so uh, we'll add some prizes as well. I think this is going to be a cool contest. I, I have a good feeling about high five. I might even enter the high five contest. I go, although I guess I'm not eligible for the prizes. I think yeah. just to win the high five contest, I right. would feel I, I would uh, feel real good about. Absolutely, and and to make this clear, well, I haven't figured out when we're going to end this. I think we're going to give it about a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll keep track. We'll we'll feel it out. A we'll month-ish. feel when it's a monthish when it's run its course. When it's run its course, exactly. And um, also. I just want to make it clear that even if you don't have a digital camera, just high-five some people anyway. Right. And, and honestly, just to go along with that, if you post a picture of something else because you don't have a digital camera, like a picture you downloaded from the Internet, and you give a description that convinces me that you sincerely high-fived somebody, I might accept that. Maybe. Not for sure. If you want to win that bad, then put in the legwork. Absolutely. And one other rule of this contest is you keep track of your own point total, and I only count points if I'm really dubious about it. So at the (laughs) end, you just tell me, because I don't want to have to keep a spreadsheet on my computer of who's got how many points. But the proof is going to be in the pudding, because if you don't put it up on the Flickr, it's not going to count. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I can always check. It's sort of like when you go on the, the metro and you, the kind that where you don't have to put the pass in. You just have to show it if the police come. That's the kind of thing. That's, that's the kind, kind of operation thing. you're running. Exactly. It's, a, it's, called a, it's called an honor system. Mm-hmm. But with a check, which is that I can kick anybody out of the contest at any time for any wow, reason. Wow. You're really laying down the law early. Well, I don't want any bunkus. <laughs> I don't want any jib-jab. No, no bonkheads. Exactly. Well, uh, stay tuned to Jordan, Jesse. Go. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. We've got my girlfriend Teresa in the building with us. Hi, Teresa. Hi. And uh, on the line we have Teresa's buddy, uh, Rachel, live from Jersey City, New Jersey. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, So this is what this is about here. I wanted to bring you two ladies here onto Jordan Jesse Go because otherwise it's two dudes and I didn't want it to be two dudes and one lady and two dudes and two ladies. I don't understand sex in the city. Jordan, do you understand sex in the city? Not even a lick. I mean, I understand what's happening on the show. I understand the <laughs> you events. You understand English. Yeah. The language in which it's broadcast. Exactly. But it, it, it's world entirely foreign to me so what we're trying to do is for both for people who don't like it and for people who just don't get it uh to to delve into the appeal and maybe why girls like it so much more than boys like it 
generally speaking. Generally speaking. Um, I'm going to start with you, Teresa. What is what is the top appeal to you of Sex in the City? I don't know if I can just say that what the top appeal is because okay, is there's it, just it's very complicated. It, there's a lot of things that go into why I really like Sex in the City. But I can say that it started with watching it with my girlfriends. Uh-huh. And I know that that sounds really dumb, but it really is true because you hang out with your girlfriends and you're doing something together and it's fun cuz you're all together and even though the show can be really offensive sometimes and really stupid what what's an example of how the show is offensive like, let me go ahead Rachel well there's this well there's this one episode where they're all getting their pedicures you know that means getting your toes cleaned in case you Men didn't know. <laughs> the, um, the episode yeah. is called the episode is called the cast system. No, I mean, of what I'm speaking, yeah. And there are these women kneeling at their at their feet, painting their toenails, and they're talking about class. And it's just kind of maybe it's not offensive so much as just kind of uncomfortable feeling. They and, get it wrong. That's why it's uncomfortable. Yeah. They like decide to do this episode about class, um, mm-hmm. and I guess to sort of deal with the fact that there are these you know, rich bitches in New York who can have anything that they want. And so they decided to do this episode that sort of acknowledges it, but they, they get it wrong somehow, and it ends up being, like, really harsh and stupid. Well, now, what yeah. do you mean when you say harsh and stupid? What what happens in it? How, how do we end up talking about what's okay. bad about Sex and the City? But, yeah, I want to hear. Miranda, who is by far the coolest... Is that In the, my opinion. Is Miranda the kind of straight-laced one or the kind of slutty one? Neither. She's the redhead lawyer one who's basically oh, okay. the, the most realistic. She, the ugly one. No, she's not ugly. But um, she makes a lot of money, and she's like a high-powered lawyer, went to Harvard, blah, 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 and she falls in love with this bartender, and he's just kind of happy to be a bartender and to do that, and that's his ambition in life. And not his ambition, but, you know, he's not yearning to do anything further and it's like bugging her and she wants to bring him to a company dinner but he doesn't have a suit so she wants to buy him a suit because he neither he doesn't have the money to buy a suit either so that's kind of how it i forget what the question was but that's kind of how it starts to come up like she's like why should i feel guilty that i you know i'm a successful single woman i don't want to feel guilty about that and then they end up breaking up because he's like i'm just not like you blah blah and it's really lame is he the is he the good guy or the bad guy? The good guy. He's the good guy, and they get together in the end. The thing that's weird, I think, what Rachel was talking about with the pedicure scene is, um, I, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm just, I'm not sure I'm totally remembering correctly. But basically, they're all sitting getting their toes done, and it's in one of those um, uh, nail places where the chairs are like way up high, and they're these big, comfy leather chairs that are way up high, and the women who are doing their toes are down below and they're physically hunched On over. Their knees. And um and the the girls from Sex in the City are talking about, you know, is there a class difference and are is there you know, are there poor people and rich people and and just being stupid and then they and then one of them is saying, "No, no, that that doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist in America. But then the other one turns to her and makes her eyes really wide and starts to whisper and goes, you guys. 
and she points down at the women who are doing their toes. Wow. And the point is, I guess the point is supposed to be, I don't know what the point is supposed to be, but it's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) It's, it literally makes you want to puke. No. He says, we're trying to pretend like this is like, this is a classless city, but it's not. And she whispers that and points. No. To the woman doing their... I have to say, I sometimes have this reaction, and it's not always about something so so sort of uh, political as this. There's a lot of things in this show that give me that kind of reaction, like I just want to sock the screen. Um, and, uh, I, and for me, that's a characteristic of a show I wouldn't want to watch, or I would want to watch less. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is where's the, what is the thing about that that makes, that makes Sex and the City a show that you would... One. Well, let me finish the point that okay. I was making when I said, although it is sometimes offensive, <laughs> and we went off on this tangent, but although it is sometimes offensive, and it, re- and it really is, and that stuff does bother me, thing is, like, when I'm watching it with somebody like Rachel, where we really share a lot of the same values and really, like, understand each other and how we feel about the world, it's it's almost fine, like, because we can just, we both spot it immediately, and we can both hate it together and think that it's stupid and then move on to the next thing and actually enjoy the parts of the show that we really like. And so it makes that part okay. And then the other thing that's nice is that, you know, then when I watch the show, it, it gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling like I'm like I'm with my <laughs> friends. Uh, Rachel, do you have anything to add? Do you have any uh, any reasons that you, like, well, like any motivation for watching it that Teresa didn't bring up? Um, well, I like it. I mean, I first saw it kind of casually, like some girl was really obsessed with it and she was showing it to me. But I think it's hilarious because not I don't think it's hilarious. Like, I wouldn't think of it really as a comedy, but even though I know that's how it's built. But um, I like that they talk about sex all the time because (laughs) I talk about sex all the time, like actually much more in much more detail and much grosser things than what they talk about on the show. But it's kind of, it, like, I remember the first time I was watching it and they said, I don't know, like, dick or something or, you know, blowjob. I was like, whoa, look, cause you never see that on TV. And, or I, you know, you never see that in, I don't know, that kind of setting where it's all women just talking about it. And, like, women do do that. I know it sounds really cliche and that's what everyone says they like about Sex and the City. But I think it's funny, and I think it's funny to see the new, like, the predicaments they get themselves in. I mean, they're stupid, but there's, like, you know, the really innocent one who doesn't like giving head and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, they come up with funny names for shit, and I don't know. It's funny. Um, now, I kind of I kind of relate to what you're saying, um, uh, and I'll, I'll relate this experience I had in, in a recent job. Uh in a recent job I had, there was kind of this uh, outrageous woman who I had to report to. Like, uh, you know, outrageous, you know, she, like, you know, had like a a Chippendales calendar. And, you know, she, she shopped at Forever 21, despite being much older than 21. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I, had to re- I had to bring her some report or write-up that I had to do. And, um, uh, and she said... Um, and I, I was wondering when she wanted me to present this report, and I said to her, like, oh, when do you want to do it? And she looked at me and she goes, uh, oh, do it. Oh, look out, Jordan. And uh, I said, uh, my response was, oh, you thought I was talking about having sex, but I wasn't. I was talking about this report. 
Uh, that was my retort. Right. Uh, and I thought that was kind of funny. But then I got called into the boss's office to talk about my conduct, about how I made inappropriate jokes, right? So she made this – she instigated the joke, right? And then – so that kind of cute winking is okay. But me saying the word have sex, that was somehow offensive to the office. And I think that's that's kind of – stuff I, I i hate america's relationship with that like i hate how like desperate housewives is is cute but like if you like you know but like seeing a boob or a penis is for is for some reason offensive but like that like and anyway so i can see why you would like sex in the city because it talks about a dildo or something like that um i hear another and I actually I, I want to talk about one more thing and i don't know if we could put this in the radio show or not but i want to you know like when guys talk about like dudes who love Family Guy talk about like you know the dirty Sanchez and the donkey punch. Like, have you been? Yeah, sure. This is yeah. a, this is definitely like a like a eighteen year old dude thing to do, or seventeen year old dude is. thing to do. It's okay. So oh, you don't uh, want to know, it's like <laughs> it's kind of these awful names for like sexual positions or acts like hey have you heard of you know the blah 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 no i haven't what is it and then they just describe some awful it's something like oh it's when somebody's pooping on somebody and then you punch you shoot them with a spear gun and right like at like i was at some work function and like the dudes at work were talking about hey have you heard of the eiffel tower and like i was to the point where i would rather hear like, it would be less offensive to me to hear that guy talk about an actual experience with anal sex he had. Like, I wanted to hear that more. I'm like, please, for the love of God, talk about an actual thing that happened rather than just this weird, like, nickname bullshit. Like, talk about butt fucking, please. An actual experience with butt fucking. Anyways, this has nothing to do with the topic. But here's the thing. No, I think it has a lot to do with the topic. And I was going to ask you, Teresa, because uh, as as Rachel was talking about how uh, Rachel likes to talk about gross stuff and sex. And, not that sex is gross. And not that sex is gross at all. I, those are two separate categories. Both um, of which you really like to talk about, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you were nodding, Teresa, and I was wondering... Uh, what I was wondering was, are you, were you nodding exclusively because Rachel does like to talk about sex in a, and is, also likes to talk about gross stuff? Or were you also nodding in part because, at, at the part where Rachel was talking about how she and her friends do actually talk about sex? Yeah, I, I was nodding because I agree with Rachel. That's another that's another thing that's really refreshing about the show. Because and another, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, f- for example, Jordan, how long have you and I been friends now? I, six or seven years. Seven, six or seven years. Of those six or seven, in those six or seven years, how many times have we talked about sex? <laughs> two, two times. Maybe, yeah. maybe two times. I, I don't even know if it's been two. If there I has been two times. I wouldn't call that would you not? Really? I feel like no. Well, that's, I don't know. In my that's, in my dude relationships that I've had, and I granted, I might be atypical. Uh-huh. I mean, I I I'm fully open to the fact that I haven't been doing things in the yeah. the normal fashion. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that I mean, you know, we'll mention maybe having sex with someone, but you know, the the details will never come into play. Absolutely uh, not. I I think I mean outside of like a status report like if jordan like, and i are are you right. guys like have you guys had sex yet and even that even on that like i don't think i 
I knew. I mean, I remember Jordan was in a long-term relationship, and I, I didn't know when they started to uh, be sexual with each other uh, at all. I, had, I don't remember having any idea of that. Oh, man. Uh, and I, I think that my would be... brother all the time. Did you lose your virginity yet? Did you have sex yet? Part of that, though, <laughs> part of that, though, Rachel, is because you're willing to instigate that with with men and women in your life. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people aren't, and the men or a lot of men just won't bring it up, especially between men. The impression, yeah. part of the impression that I get, and maybe I'm off base, is that girls like that cliche that Rachel described of girls talk about that kind of stuff and dudes don't like is actually the case <laughs> i think it is and i think that girls go to one another for reassurance and about like like they don't know does your like does the guy you're sleeping with do this is this weird does this look you know and i i think girls do 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 that and i remember like my first year in college was when i really i've always been kind of like i'm pretty open about things but people would just come in and be like, oh, my God, like, I have to masturbate. Can you leave the room for a few minutes? And just be really open about stuff like that. And I guess it's just kind of encouraging. But to go back to something we were talking about before, sex isn't dirty. I don't think sex is dirty. Like, you shouldn't be ashamed of it, stuff like that. Like, but it can be dirty, you know. Like, <laughs> I had an incident with a poopsicle, for example. And so... And because I like to talk about dirty things and sex, if there's dirty sex, it's just even better. And there are several episodes dealing with this topic exactly, such as the funky spunk, when, uh, you know, Samantha's giving head to this guy who just has a really nasty-facing jizz. And it's like, it's funny, because some girls, I mean, if not that exact thing, other gross things have happened. For example, my poopsicle story, when... (laughs) I okay, would, let's hear it. Let's go. Okay. So, not my husband. He wants me to be clear that it's not. <laughs> in the background. We can hear him. Um, yeah, he's like doing dishes. Um, anyways, it, with somebody that I, I was dating and in a relationship with, we were having sex, and he seemed to, I don't know, we non-verbally communicated that he wanted a finger up his ass. And so I obliged. And when I came out, I had a brown finger. And it was really, really gross. I mean, it was fucking disgusting. There was a little bit of poo under my nail. And it was gross. And I, I don't... Who, who do you talk to about this? Like, I want to know. Because if, if, lots of, if lots of people... I mean, it's not weird to, like, anal stimulation. So what do people do? You know, I mean, I just washed my hands and didn't say anything. Because I didn't want to embarrass the poor guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used a nail brush, really good, but it was kind of horrifying. But wait, now I want to bring this back to the topic of Sex in the City, because it seems to me almost like sex in, watching Sex in the City has precious little to do with the actual television program and more to do with this kind of complex set of social interactions that are in that are surround the television program. Well, I definitely, I mean, I think I'm a little bit, I don't want to say that I really like the show because it seems so uncool or whatever, but 
I mean, it's not like the plot is so amazing, like the writing is so incredible, but I do get into the stories and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, how's this going to end up? Are they going to break up? Are they going to stay together? God, she's such an idiot. She shouldn't have done that. And it's not always thinking either that the character, like that the main character, the Sarah Jessica Parker character is good. Like, she's an idiot. I think she's my least favorite. She's stupid. But... I still, I don't know why exactly, but I do kind of get, I did get invested in their relationships and, you know, even when I thought their struggles were stupid, but I'd like scream at the TV like, God, you're being so stupid. He's not being an asshole. You're just being a stereotypical woman. But I I agree with that. And I think as you're saying it, I'm sort of trying to, I'm like asking myself this question too, because I, 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 I have a lot of the same reactions as you do, and I, I really can't stand Carrie almost the entire time. But yeah. yet there are certain friends of mine that she really reminds me of. Yeah. And, like, I won't name names, but, you know, and it's not you, Rach. But, um, but like, you know, I love my friends. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if that has, to, has something to do with it, that, like, she does stupid shit in a really realistic way, and it's, like... I can still love her beyond that. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is, but I get invested too. And like, you know, sort and of I in spite also, of myself, I really like care about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Well, the most intelligent women that watch, like there are some women who watch it who are like, oh my God, now I want to go get Manila Blahniks and shop on Fifth Avenue and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you're not an idiot and you watch it, you realize that, like, obviously, nobody, you know, or very, very, very few people really live like this, that it's very unrealistic. Like, Carrie, who does, does, like, freelance work for a newspaper, would never be able to afford the big things. And you just kind of have to let that go at the beginning and enjoy, you know, you just have to let that go. Like, you can't try to take it too seriously and say, well, how did she afford those shoes and the rent and the, you know, co-op board and blah, 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 and all the kind of New York stuff? I also like the New York part a lot because I love New York. It seems to me like, and this is obviously, again, an outsider's perspective, but I get the impression that uh, the humor of Sex in the City, such as it is, is, um, is a kind of particularly, uh, is a particularly uh, female kind of humor that dudes don't get in the sense that I, I notice uh, uh, sometimes women laughing much more at, kind of social connections and, and things like that than jokes mm-hmm. that I, I don't get to, I, I, anything that's not a joke, like I just don't count it as humor. <laughs> and there's this kind of other thing that's going on in sex in the city. I mean, there are jokes in sex in the city, generally mediocre ones in my opinion, but uh, there's this other thing that's going on in sex in the city, which is kind of like the, I don't know. I think it, I, th- I see it as like maybe one of the reasons that uh, some women really like friends a lot. Like it's that kind of not so much humor as this kind of tone that's kind of about. Does that mean anything to you? Or you're looking at well, me? Well, what it makes me. I I'm sorry if I'm being overbearing. You can edit me out. <laughs> but um, the prissy. There's you know the prissy one, Charlotte. And then the very whorish one, or whatever, I'm not supposed to say that, but whatever, she is whorish, um, Samantha. <laughs> and they, and kind of a central theme of the, of the shows is that the four women sitting around eating brunch and, like, talking about men or whatever. And one of my all-time favorite moments is when Charlotte, who just really, until the end, until maybe the last three seasons when they start to give her more depth, which I think is a mistake, 
when she's just like a pure caricature of this, like, you know, she doesn't, you know, say vagina. She's like down there, you know, stuff like that. Like she's super, super pretty. And, um, and, and Samantha, the horse one goes, I'm dating this guy with the funkiest spunk. And without a word, Charlotte just like really huffy, just grabs her purse and like runs out. And it's so funny because it's so funny to think of someone. I don't know why that amuses me so much, but it's not the actual joke. It's not what Samantha says, but it's how they react to it, that she just gets up and walks out without a word. Like it's just too disgusting to consider. You know what I think is funny? me up. What do you think is funny, John? On 30 Rock, when Tracy Morgan says Eureka instead of (laughs) Eureka. I think 30 Rock is funny, too. Today I kept thinking about uh, the time when uh, uh, Tracy Morgan said, um, what was the thing that I thought was so funny that I kept thinking? Proud as a peacock, baby. That's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> so, did women. Did you guys see that Tina Fey almost hooked up with her like cousin? Yeah, no. yeah, I did see that one. What? Uh, you want to be our gossip Wait, columnist? Tina Fey no, no, almost on the, on the show. Oh, we haven't oh, watched we that haven't yet. Seen don't the most don't, recent one don't yet. blow it. We Proud as a peacock, baby. <laughs> so I think that's we we found main difference between men and women is women uh, think. You know, social structures are funny. No, it was. this men is think, stupid. No, because <laughs> men no, think when someone you. mispronounces a word. No, no, because I'm sorry. Jesse and I watch like Jesse and I watch almost all the same TV and almost all the same movies, and we laugh at almost all the same shit. But no, no, that's wh- true. I'm, I'm, I'm. We're just kidding. Yeah, I know. I'm just. Pointing that out. But on the other hand, I think uh, girls like sex in the city and, and dudes don't at, at like at least a 70-30 split. Like I think, I think that you're at least twice as likely to like sex in the city if you're a girl. Bare minimum. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we think it's funny. Like I would never in a million years if somebody said, what do you like about sex in the city? I would never in a million years first yeah. think to say because it's funny. I don't, I don't watch it because it's funny. out loud at sex in the city. I it's do not- once in a while. Like probably Maybe like twice. But Twice during part, during each episode, I go like, ha, and then that's it. But it's not like I'm like dying of laughter. Sometimes it's, it's not scornful. a crack up kind of show. It's more like, but that's what know. I'm. But that's what I'm describing. There's. I'm not saying that men and women have different senses of humor. I think men. I, I think it's safe to say that most of people have a bad sense of humor, <laughs> and that if you can find if you can find a human being who laughs at the same things as you, and if you you know, have a good sense of humor. We can find someone else. And with I, good think humor. Can, I think we can. I think we can all know, agree right. that that Tracy Morgan's nonsense phrases are a good litmus test. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. But what I'm saying is, it's not. But it, there is this other third thing going on. Am I wrong third. in thinking that? What are the first two? The first <laughs> that you guys aren't as perceptive to, like the like details of social interactions that like a faux pas or something that a woman might notice and therefore find funny but you wouldn't oh. yeah and maybe not even just about and just, i mean maybe even if we just completely got rid of the word funny but like even that you guys will get really interested in something and compelled by something based on that based on these interesting relationships even if you're not rooting for your person to win I, don't, I think that 
for me personally that, yeah, that can be true. Like I can like a show even if I don't necessarily like the main character, but I don't know if that it's a man-woman thing. Hmm. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm a sexist pig. Almost certainly I'm yeah, a sexist pig. I think pig. you're definitely That's a sexist true. pig. You too, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, well. Proud as a peacock, baby. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I'll be at Saddle Ranch. <laughs> There's something about That's sex. That's the place where assholes go in L.A. Sorry. There's something about sex in the city that's just like, I don't know if, maybe it's just because, like, I don't watch a lot of shows like that, but, but I guess it's just like, kind of like a relief at the end of the day to, like, worry about somebody else's problems. Like, all these women are, it's like, really like a relief to, like, (laughs) watch them because, like, they're, no, because, like, it's true. They have, like, all these, like, difficult things that they have to deal with. And they're and yet they're okay. And like I know that's really cheesy, but it is kind of like it, it does kind of like make you feel like okay, life is really okay. Like it's, it's think, gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think I t- whatever I totally get a fucking warm fuzzy feeling from it. And I'm sick. I'm so sick of apologizing for liking Sex in the City or being guilty or qualifying it with something else. I fucking like the show. Like I don't like everything about it, and I'm happy to discuss it with you guys. But. Every, there's such a stigma with it, and it's like fucking a. It's a TV show, you yeah. know. Yeah, and they and wear pretty some, outfits. And I think they're yeah, and I like that. I like looking at their fancy shoes and clothes. It doesn't make me want to go out and buy them and envy them and stuff. But I like that kind of shit, and it is kind of luxurious. Like it's not a show where you have to really be paying attention hard to get it. For example, like Arrested Development, I think basically got canceled because people are too stupid to pay attention and understand the jokes. Not that it, but like, but this, you just sit back and you kind of coast and you watch it and it's just like, it's relaxing. You don't have to put a lot of thought into it and it's just enjoyable. And it's easy. And I'd like to point out that, that, that Rachel has a really hard job. So at the end of the day, she probably likes to watch something easy once in a while. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning that Rachel is is a fundamentally better person than we are Yeah, because she uh, teaches special education at a public school in in the Bronx. Yeah. You mean retards. (laughs) (laughs) I mean poopsicles. (laughs) I'm trying to think of other good stories, but... (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I'll we'll wait. I was I was discussing this with um, a couple of friends last night. This that I was going to be talking about this, and I was like, "What do I like about it?" You know, and I was thinking, like, I liked like once I was with a couple of girlfriends um, that were our one of whom is lesbian, and I said, "Do you ever just I want like for some reason I really wanted to know this like Do you ever just hook up with a girl and just like rub your pussies together like not." <laughs> Not for sexual stimulation, but just because it's funny. Like, <laughs> just because you can. I kind of think that I would if I could, if I wanted to, if you followed that. And it's like, that. And I will have you know, without mentioning names, that one of the people I was speaking with said that, yes, he had indeed done that. Because it was funny. Well, now, I'm not sure if she did it hoping for sexual stimulation. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean like dry humping. I mean like flesh to flesh, like, because it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. It, I just think it's really funny. But that's the kind of thing that I'm really glad that I can 
ask people, and they ask questions. They not quite. They don't go quite that far. Sex and City is actually a little tame for me, but you know, it gives you a taste, so to speak. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for um, thank you so much for explaining your uh, passionate perspective on this issue to us. Okay, can you edit out the retarded kids part? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. (laughs) In a world of grays, even the most heroic among us can have trouble finding the black and the white. Luckily, there's a man who's up to the challenge. Here with Hang It Up and Keep It Up is Jesse Thorne. Hole punch. What does a hole punch even do? Like a single hole punch. I know what a three hole punch does. It makes you be able to put something in a binder. But a single hole punch, all that does is put a hole in something. And what would you need a hole in something for? Award shows. Okay, at this point, somehow, the Golden Globes have become a prestigious award show, which is just some 24 foreign people in a room deciding uh, which musical is better than all the comedies that came out this year. Hanging up award shows. Mattress topper. I don't even know what a mattress topper is, and people keep talking about mattress toppers. I hate mattress toppers, especially if they're made out of that astronaut foam. Hang it up, mattress toppers. Y2K. You know, I never really seriously considered the possibility that I would have to buy rations or somehow otherwise prepare for Y2K, but just the fact that I had to think about considering buying rations or otherwise preparing Y2K was really a hassle and annoyed me to no end. Hang it up, Y2K. Janice Joplin. Just listen to an actual black person. Hang it up, Janice Joplin. Keep it up. gooseneck anything god is aren't gooseneck things cool like a gooseneck lamp or a goose i don't know how they do that that's some kind of 19th century steam power technology that i don't understand and i think it is amazing keep it up gooseneck stuff super glue super glue will stick any two things together it is a underrated glue keep it up super glue U.S. Postal Service. Uh, You know, people talk a lot of mess about the United States Postal Service, but the fact of the matter is that not only do they always deliver something to someone that you want them to deliver it to, but it only costs like 35 cents. And furthermore, if you go on vacation, they'll save all your mail at the post office, and then you can go pick it up later. Keep it up, U.S. Postal Service. Harris Tweed. It's a fine tweed. It's a good fabric for a sport coat or even, if you're cold, a pant. Keep it up, Harris Tweed. Asparagus pea. To me, this is the most amazing natural phenomenon that exists. Because not only does asparagus change the smell of your pea dramatically, it doesn't make it smell like asparagus. It smells like a new, third, different thing that somehow your regular pea and asparagus combine to create. And that astonishes me to no end. Keep it up, asparagus pea. Stay tuned to Jordan Jesse Go to find out what can hang it up and what can keep it up. Love you, 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 love you,
This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. With with us here is uh, my girlfriend, uh, Teresa. Hi. Hi, Teresa. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm good. How Congratulations on the half marathon earlier today. Thank you. Um, and with us on the telephone line is Keith Phipps. He's the uh, editor of the Onion AV Club, uh, the uh, delightful pop culture publication that you may find in a uh, free mailbox somewhere in your city, or you will all, all certainly find on the internet at avclub.com. Uh, Keith, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. So this is the basic situation. Teresa is nearing the end of her box set of Sex in the City. Nearing the end or at the end? I'm nearing the end. I think I have like four episodes left. She ends up with Mr. Big. Spoiler alert. Don't do that. Well, I've already seen the end. That's the thing. I've already seen most of these. I'm just like watching them in order. Okay. Um, we watch television together sometimes, you know, like when Teresa's done studying for law school and I'm done with whatever work I do. I don't work very hard. Um, you know, we like to watch. What are some shows we like to watch? We watch Northern Exposure. We've been watching Northern Exposure. We like to watch The Wire. The Wire, that's a favorite. Uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Love that 30 Rock. The, the Office. We started watching Firefly recently. Firefly, that's really good. Liked it way more than I expected to because I don't usually like really nerdy stuff. But... Yeah, it's uncharacteristic for us, but we do like it. Yeah, we do like it. Uh, News Radio, we watched for a while there. Sports Night, we watched through. So you, you get a flavor. I think that gives you a flavor. So what we're looking for is something that fulfills the following criteria. Number one, Teresa has to like it enough that she would want to watch it when I wasn't around. And it, she would find it kind of comforting, you know, something that she would like to do when, when, I'm not, when I'm not home or whatever. Or perhaps when some gal pals come over. Yeah, sure. When gal pals come over. That's a perfect example of a time when she might <laughs> can, want to watch it. Can I add something? Yeah. Part of Part of why I like watching Sex in the City is because I can just sort of, I mean, like you said, with something comforting, like it's something that's really brainless. I mean, it can't be absolutely stupid, but it's easy. It's something easy. It's not going to like spook me or give me a lot to think about or <laughs> agonize over. It's just something to chill out and watch, you know, when I've been studying for like 10 hours straight and I just don't really want to think about anything. Exactly. So first, what I want to do, Keith, is you're obviously you're a man of screens. You're professional pop culture enthusiast. This is true. I presume that you probably have a TiVo and watch a lot of television programs at home or something like that. This is also true. Okay. Why are you? Actually, I had some friends over watching The Office right now. Okay. So there you go. You're square in our demo, I think. Yes. Here are some suggestions that we've gotten so far from uh, from Jordan Jesse Go listeners that I want to start by running by you. Okay. okay? Uh, number one, Gilmore Girls. Jordan Jesse, I was just thinking about the uh, television show for a girlfriend, and I was just remembering that as a child, which is pretty much like four years ago. I used to watch Gilmore Girls with my sister and my mother, and they were quite into the show, and I did not dislike it. And I don't know if your girlfriend's already seen this, or if you have a rabid dislike of the show, Jesse, but it's just a suggestion. And excuse me if I sound like a dipshit, because I have a bit of a cold. So, uh, see you later. I like that show a lot. 
Um, and I was actually was really strongly enthusiastic up up until like this last year when the original creators left and kind of blew up, kind of blew up the show on their way out. But like the first five or so seasons of that is really good. It kind of is deceptively looks deceptively like a wholesome, uh, you know, sort of seventh heavenish show. But it's actually really sharp, screwball inspired uh, dialogue. I would actually what I would worry about there. Uh, two things that might, Teresa, it might make you think a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, but there are pretty outfits like on Sex in the City. And, uh, uh, Jesse, you might get drawn into it. It's actually, uh, I was, I ended up watching it by accident. saw like a 10 minute stretch. And I thought this is the best written show I've seen in a long time. And, uh, became a, a, a very, uh, I watched it a lot. I hear so, it's heavy on banter. Is that correct? Very bantery. Yes. How is it different now that the original creators have left? I can't speak until the last few episodes. In a way, it's it, uh, you know I only speak up, to, up until the last few episodes. I just kind of it's it's, called, it's off the TiVo queue. I'm not saying I'm done with it forever, but there are various relationships that the show was built around that were kind of destroyed in the last few episodes of the last season. Um, I don't know if it was done out of spite, but it, they kind of the creators kind of painted the show into a corner. Um, and I don't know that the I don't necessarily know know that it's a new showrunner's fault, but I'm not sure they can get out of it too easily. They haven't done such a good job of it so far. Um, another suggestion people gave us, and this is one that I that I've certainly seen, and maybe Jordan, you've seen. I presume you've seen it too, which is Scrubs. Have you ever watched mm. Scrubs, Teresa? Yeah, I watched it. What do you think about Scrubs? I I could get into it, I guess. What's I mean, your... I didn't like love it, but. But the thing about me is I'm pretty, pretty flexible. Like I'm pretty adaptable. I mean, if I, if I don't hate something right away, if it has the right tone, um, I usually will get used to it (laughs) (laughs) and I'll, and I'll start to like it. I have to admit that it does really hit the nail on the head for my criteria, which is I would be willing to watch it, but I sure wouldn't care if I missed it. (laughs) Right. Here's here's the thing that prevents me from, you know, tolerating Scrubs to to liking it for for some reason. It, you know, it, it does have a nice tone. You know, it doesn't have you know no laugh track, and uh, y- you know, it has some talented people involved. Yeah, some fu- some funny people in that context. Uh, Zach Braff is quite good, and his his best friend on the program, I think, also quite good on the show. Yeah, um, and all the peripheral characters are all all really yeah. funny comic people. But <laughs> whenever there's like an awkward moment or a joke, they always have uh, the most obnoxious music cue. Like it'll be like, it's like now Zach Braff's character, you're going to have to do a double shift. And then I'm just like off board. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I think you can get past that though. Like when I first started watching Seinfeld, the music was a real problem for me, but then after a while it just becomes something you expect and, and you're used to, you know? Here's a program that has come, that has gotten a number of suggestions thus far that I'm interested to hear what you think about. It's Veronica Mars. But before, oh. before you say anything, yeah. I have this concern that's completely unfounded, and I want to make that clear, totally unfounded concern, that it's a show for horny nerds and uh, teenage girls. And I will point out, that a couple of horny nerds have emailed me to talk about how great it is. And then at the bottom of the email written in, on the other hand, I am a horny nerd. I'm Derek. I'm from Maine, but I go to Rochester Institute of Technology in New York right now. So yeah, that nerd thing. And I do go to nerd school. So yeah. Okay. In regards to the Veronica Mars watching, I would have to say that while I may be a little nerdy, and maybe a little horny, 
it's still a very high quality show. I started watching it because Kevin Smith recommended it in his blog. He said it was like the best show ever, and it does have some pretty good dialogue. It does have some pretty good mysteries and engaging storylines. The characters can be very fun, and it took me a little while to get into it, but when you get near the end of the season, when they start really hammering clues away at you, it is very exciting, and I could not stop watching it. I just wanted to put on more and more episodes, and... So I think the only flaw in your plan, I definitely think your girlfriend will love it, but you could end up watching it and getting sucked into it. So you might just want to watch out for that. But yes, I would definitely recommend Veronica Mars. <laughs> um, I I don't know what to say about that. I, I, all I know is that um, that's a show I really like. It's not really a show that you could kind of watch a little bit of either. You're kind of going to get drawn into it. Uh, with Kristen Bell, I mean, I know she's a really attractive uh, uh, young woman of, of in her mid twenties, but at the same time, uh, that character is so endearing. And I, I kind of think of, I kind of think of her, you know, I, you know, I kind of think of her as that character, unfortunately. And and I mean, feelings are very paternal. It's like with like a lot of starlets, it's like, oh yeah, there's there she is in Max on how hot. With her, it's kind of like. I'd really like to save up some money and put her through college. She's a good kid, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, no, I highly recommend that show. Um, and that's. Uh, but I think you would probably get drawn into it uh, if, if if you're appreciator of of good television. I sure. know that our our friend uh, Matt, who produces the Never Not Funny podcast, emailed me that he that he watched half of one once and just immediately got sucked into it and obsessed with it, despite mm. um, you know being not wanting to at all um but here's a a concern about it even if i didn't get sucked into it and want to watch it myself keith would i be able to watch it if i didn't watch the last one and the next one is it necessarily is it necessary that i watch it serially or else i won't get anything out of it it's not necessary i think you'd be baffled by a lot of what's going on there tends to be sort of an a plot and a b plot and the B plot, you know, kind of plays out over over several episodes, whereas the A plot's kind of a self-contained mystery. So uh, you'd probably be turning to your girlfriend about, you know, every five minutes to ask, well, who's that guy? Um, so, you know, it would be difficult. I, I, I would schedule some time to actually watch that show. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't think it really meets the criteria you're looking for here. Here's my suggestion okay. to the two of you. Uh, something I've been watching recently is uh, House. <laughs> i got the House DVD. Um, which has um, uh, which has a lot of feelings, so I think Teresa will like it. Uh, it has great one-liners, so I think the uh, Jesse will like it. Um, although you don't like one-liners quite as much as I do, uh, but you like them, right? Yeah, sure. But you're a real one-liner connoisseur. Yeah, um, uh, and yeah, and the it, it, it's hard to watch more than one at once because the formula of the show becomes so apparent. I think that. Terry Gross said when she was interviewing the creators that you can kind of set your watch by the plot of the show. Like when something happens, you know it's 822. But uh, I think you guys would like it, and you don't have to watch them necessarily back-to-back, but it's fun if you do. I watched it for the first time uh, last night. I'd never seen it before, and it had come came recommended to me. And um, I had heard, you know, a lot of things about how fantastic Hugh Laurie is in the show. And I've only ever seen him on, you know, like a bit of Fry and Laurie or, Laurie or, you know, like in a tiny part in a movie or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even make the connection. It was the same guy for the longest time. Yeah, well, because his American accent is like uncannily perfect in a way that is almost upsetting to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he is indeed fantastic. I mean, he's just fantastic on the show. You're just like, wow, this guy's great. But then in my eyes, every other part of the show from the music to the doctor parts to the sets <laughs> that look like they were made out of cardboard to everything is just like the worst things about television mm. to me. I don't know. But do you feel differently, Teresa? It seemed like you had a much more positive reaction than I did. Yeah, I like that show. I mean, I've watched it like maybe three times over the past like year or two. And every time I watch it, I like it. I mean, the only thing for me is like, like Keith, I don't really like um, medical shows like in general. It just doesn't really appeal to me. But I, I, again, I sort of feel like I could get over that if I got into the show. You're making me look really bad because you're naming all these shows I don't I, I, I don't watch. <laughs> and, and then when I'm thinking, like, well, we're going to get to one of the shows I do watch. And I realized the last show I watched all the way through was the new Doctor Who series. <laughs> and, 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 and given your, your geek aversion, you're, you know, you're probably not, not going to get to that one anytime soon. Is this a, a recent Doctor Who made in the past five years or something? It is, actually. They revived the series in 2005. And I never watched the old series. It's something I'd see on PBS every once in a while. But I, I kept hearing it was good. And, and, and uh, it actually is. They had, Christopher Eccleston plays Doctor Who, or the Doctor, as uh, those of us in the know uh, call him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and you know, so the, the acting is already up a notch from there. And it's, it's kind of the same like cheesy you know, sets and, and intentionally... Uh, cheap-looking uh, monsters, but the, the the episodes are actually quite clever and uh, and fun and uh, a little more political than you'd think. Even uh, it's the Russell T Davies who I believe created the original Queer as Folk is the guy who uh, took over. For let that, me, so. let me ask you. Let me ask you, Keith. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you spend a significant portion of your time watching things on your fancy TiVo or whatever you television people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What do you recommend? What What shows do you think Teresa might enjoy? So you're already on board with The Office. You're only already on board with Thirty Rock, right? Uh, how about Friday Night Lights? Have you tried that one yet? No. Did you see the movie? I saw the movie. I didn't see the movie. I saw the movie and I was like, hey, I like this movie. How come? Yeah, if you, if you like the movie, you'd like the show, too. It's it's very much the same tone. It's very much uh, handheld, you know, handheld camera, improvised uh, dramatic work with really good actors, too. Um, I, 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 I'd quite recommend that one. I think it'd maybe even be better than the movie, which was after a at a certain point, kind of like okay, we had to hit our, we had to hit some really uh, expected sports movie beats. You know, I mean, it was really you know quite well done at the same time. But this, you don't, you're not really sure what's going to happen at any given point. Yeah, but um, let me ask you this question, Keith. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Teresa might be a little skeptical of watching a program that's about football. Yeah, well, I'm not actually not a football fan myself. My wife has to explain how football works. <laughs> to me. Uh, so uh, uh, you know, uh, I can I basically follow that one team needs to get it down the field, and the other team's trying to stop them, and that really doesn't come into play that much. Um, it's also about love and relationships and people kissing. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Now, now what? Now, why is it better or more or watchable? I mean, why? It seems like something that would just kind of be on, you know, the CW or something like that. It seems like one kind of a. You know, like it's, one of just one of those teen romance shows like to me. Varsity Blues. Yeah, Varsity movie. Blues, the show. No, it's really not, though. It's it's, it's kind of, um, it really looks like no other TV show out there. It is, it is um, without being mo- a mockumentary, it's a lot of handheld camera work and, and improvised dialogue and, and some, uh, uh, just some, you know, really intense uh, and, and also quite funny character interaction as well. 
football is marginal and it has, it has become increasingly, I don't want to say marginal, but it's become increasingly less the center of, what, of what's driving the show for, um, for, for quite a while. Do you ever have, do you ever have this problem in your relationship with your wife, Keith, in, in which she cares more about, and I'm, I'll grant you, I think me and Jordan's questions to some extent betray our 12 year old, 12 year olds understanding of uh, women and uh, the female psyche, but maybe she kind of likes feelings, things more than you like feelings, things, or is that just because I and maybe Jordan too, I, you can include yourself or exclude yourself. I am just emotionally stunted. Yeah, I'll include myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know that was that question was directed at you, but it's it's not so much that. It's that you you get too upset <laughs> when something upsetting happens. Like I'm just used to it, like feeling something upsetting and like dealing with that and and you know, feeling what it feels like and then moving on to the next thing whereas like it really like fucks you up. It's 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 funny because like probably I think the greatest show that I've ever seen is The Wire and yet I really can like barely watch more than one in a month. Because mm. I get put through the ringer so much by. <laughs> so you're saying that in daily life, Jesse just kind of goes through, just kind of bottling up his emotions, <laughs> and he, that's how he deals with things. And TV doesn't let him, doesn't you know, breaks down those defenses in a way that that uh, he's not used to, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, All which right. is why which is why we often uh, just watch comedy shows. Do you, now, Teresa, is this because I ball up my emotions, or because in because in my mind, I just don't have emotions. I'm like this amazing logic monster. That's not true. Like an, no. a like a powerful robot of some kind. <laughs> I'm like Data from Star Trek, where you're like really surprised that he can like that he has super strength. No, no, that's not. The I really case. ball them up, and then I, then when I see a TV show, that's when they come out. Yes. Oh my god! I didn't know this was this was whole thing was going to be about me. I thought it was going to be about you. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one of the qualifications I should be looking for is that it has enough feelings to interest you, but it's light enough on feelings that I should don't go through the ringer or should one of the qualifications be that I should go to therapy or something? <laughs> hey, Keith, who do you think is the sexiest desperate housewife? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about you guys go do a radio show over there? <laughs> you two work out your feelings over there. No, but I'm serious. Teresa. That Britney Spears is up to it again. <laughs> Listeners, can you believe this? Call in. <laughs> what do you think? I guess that's the real question. What do you think? Are you having any feelings one way or the other? Well, I liked the Friday Night Lights idea. That uh-huh. was yeah. a new that was a new idea that sounded really good and like it could be a really good choice. Um I also liked um the ideas of Gilmore Girls and Veronica Mars. And I, I know that those have the potential to suck you in and make you not want to miss one. But I mean Maybe you could like pick one that you want to watch together and the other one can just be one that I watch. It seems like part of the advantage of House and I don't want to go back to House because I kind of didn't like House. I mean, as much as I liked Hugh Laurie in it, I kind of like overall didn't like it and kind of don't not sure if I would want to watch it. But one of the advantages of House is that it has it's relatively um, 
relative, relatively self-contained. Whereas I think a lot of these dramatic programs are might be too serialized in to such a point that I would either want to get involved or get out of it. Yeah, but I mean, like with Sex and the City, you weren't involved, and that was fine. And we're trying to find a replacement <laughs> for Sex and the City. <laughs> But I just kind of, I had this dream in my mind that if we replaced Sex in the City with something I liked better than Sex in the City. Um, Keith, thank you so much for uh, bringing some insight into some programs that you have seen and also some that you haven't. Well, you know, I, I'm going to go watch all these shows and we'll do a follow-up. Uh, a follow-up. What's How's that sound? What's yeah, hilarious, yeah, part two. What's hilarious about that suggestion is that like this segment – it uh, completely reverses the whole uh, idea of what the thing should actually be in the right. sense that, uh, like this segment, uh, it should really be Teresa who goes and watches the shows and decides what she likes yeah. rather than us bringing in an expert to tell her. Let her make up her own mind, why don't you? <laughs> well, Keith, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to uh, watching Office with your friends. That sounds good. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Keith. Bye. That's Jordan Jesse Go, Episode 9. Stop by our forums at MaximumFun.org to discuss it, or if you have thoughts, give us a call at 206-984-4FUN. We're always looking for folks to play Would You Rather with us, folks who have personal disputes that might be settled by Judge John Hodgman, people with personal questions for Jordan and myself, or anyone with something interesting to say. So that's your action items for this week. Our number, one more time, 206-984-4FUN. And we'll see you next week and online in our Flickr group for the High Five Contest.